Hello, everybody, and welcome to Liberation Lectionary, where each week we take a look at the upcoming readings for the Revised Common Lectionary and see if we can't find some seeds of liberation uh, to help you in your sermons, in your, um, in your dinner table talks, and in your speeches out in the streets. So my name is Jamie Edwards Acton. I am an Episcopal priest in Los Angeles, and with me, as always, is my friend, What's up, friends? I'm Francisco Garcia, and I am out in Nashville, also an Episcopal priest and a, a doctoral student. Look at all my books. Can you see yeah. all these books? And they're perfectly aligned. This is not my library. No. <laughs> in Nashville. Becoming a country, aren't you becoming a country music star too, um, Francisco? That's yeah, what I, I hear. But I punk, you know, a punk rock country. With a little... Cubano in there. Too. Rockabilly with some rancheras too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, we are gonna before this completely spins out of control. We're gonna read. <laughs> we're gonna read uh, from this Sunday, which I believe is for um, the seventeenth proper and the fourteenth Sunday after Pentecost uh, in year B, and we're back in Mark after six long weeks of flesh and blood in john we are now back in mark uh where you know things are a little more mundane and uh in terms of earthly i mean so um so we're going to read from mark uh chapter seven and it's kind of broken up the the editors break it up uh a little bit but it basically is seven one through eight 14 through 15 and then 21 through 23 and francisco is gonna read this for us Okay, so Mark 7. When the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around him, they noticed that some of his disciples were eating with defiled hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders. And they do not eat anything from the market unless they wash it. And there are also many other traditions that they observe, the washing of cups, pots, and bronze kettles. So the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? He said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandment of God and hold to human tradition. Then he called the crowd again and said to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile, but the things that come out are what defile. For it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these things come from within and they defile a person. The gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. All right. Well, feels good to be back in Mark. And um <laughs> It's good Especially, to be dealing with some yeah. on the ground, you know, conflict with Jesus yeah. and, and his other and the other homies, right? 
Yeah, and hearing all those, you know, those things that flow from our hearts named out loud. Woo. Yeah, it just kind of warms your heart a little bit. And licentiousness. Uh, I don't know why. You like that? Have you ever used that like in a sentence? In a sentence? Have you ever used that? No. Um, yeah. <laughs> I had a cop pull me over one time and ask for my licentiousness, but that's oh, about it. So I think it was something else. Um, well, let's see what's going on here, Francisco. We've got Jesus, as always, um, uh, challenging, right? We got him challenging kind of the, uh, the norm bearers of his day, right? The Pharisees and probably Mark is spilling over into Mark's time too. And as people vie for identity, you know, when the kind of things are crumbling in terms of the holy city and the temple and stuff, Mark's time. And um, in a, yeah, so a couple things. One, we, we made this comment before about this parentheses, and I kind of hear it just like a cultural reference because Mark's probably, you know, this gospel quickly is probably making it to non-Jewish uh, communities. And so those who had not been exposed to kind of Jewish practices and, and uh, you know, rituals and stuff. It's just kind of a, you know, an asterisk that says this is what, you know, goes on. Um, but I think what uh, jumps out for me is, and you mentioned this too early, is this, uh, is the, the religious leadership kind of turning to the quote unquote elders of their society uh, for wisdom and for guidance versus uh, kind of God's guidance, right? And the, and the prophets, right? Moses and the prophets, and uh, it, it, you know, we can really, I mean, to this day, a lot of people can get off track with that kind of stuff, you know, and um, I, it makes me think of the, the line, when you were reading it, the line that jumped in my head was, you know, people always quote, you know, um, in all kinds of uh, circumstances, you know, God only helps those who help themselves, right? Mm -hmm. God, no, God helps those who helps themselves, help themselves. Mm -hmm. And people swear up and down, you know, that they're quoting scripture, right? <laughs> and when that's not scripture, and, uh, but that comes from our elder, probably our parents, right? Trying to get us to, you know, uh, clean our rooms or something. Kind of and, them or something. That's right. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it's so it just, it just made me think, that example made me think about how often kind of you know, kind of human wisdom, which I'm not, I'm not putting down necessarily all the time, but a lot of times, as we know throughout history, uh, you know, that kind of conflate, trying to conflate the two things uh, mm -hmm. in, and oftentimes it comes with an agenda, right? Human wisdom, especially those who are in power and those, you know, we can think of so many examples, whether it be slavery or, you know, kind of women's, you know, kind of perspective, you know, equity and equality and stuff like that. Um, or, you know, uh, the queer community, gay and lesbian, transgender folks. I mean, we've got, you know, all these things that we, uh, that we're calling biblical kind of guidance or truth or whatever, but often, most often is really just conflated human wisdom with maybe some proof texting here and there. Uh, but it becomes clear that people are just trying to, you know, kind of use it for their own agenda. And I, and I get that sense here that, you know, that's always what's ticking off Jesus. You know, he's always yeah. angry that people are playing that game, right, to protect their own power and place. And, um, and so uh, I, I like that part where, you know, 
you're trying to, you're pretending to honor me with your lips, right? He quotes Isaiah, yeah. but, uh, but that's not, you're not doing what you think you're doing. And, or, and you probably know it too, you know? Yeah. Uh, so anyways, those are the first thoughts that jump out for me. Yeah. I mean, and I think obviously uh, what, what's key here, you know, even looking at that first line, right? These religious leaders who had come from Jerusalem, right? So again, we have that sort of like um, uh, counterplay between, you know, who Jesus is and where he comes from right jesus does not come from um jerusalem jesus does not come from the learned um you know schools in jerusalem that sort of would have him within that sort of like elite religious uh tradition and power structure right you know he comes from uh you know the region of galilee he comes from this dusty old town of nazareth and um so they have come to, because they've heard about him and they they've heard about the trouble right that he's been causing and so they want to check it out right so they've come down to, to gather around him to, and and so they're coming to nitpick and then see what is he doing and 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 what they can point to are these rules right um and and um which become like doctrine right and unbreakable and so yeah like i mean i think so much about this um, I think we can relate to our traditions today when like, you know, oh, well, um, when, when we want to do something and, and there's sort of like this Holy Spirit moment where perhaps, um, you, you know, within a community and you want to do something kind of different and innovative and all of a sudden, you know, somebody says, well, is it in the bylaws? <laughs> <laughs> is it in the prayer book? Is right? It in the, prayer book? Is it the rubrics? What do the rubrics say? Right? Um, you know, those italic letters that, oh my God, if we're outside of the rubrics, what's the, the building's going to fall down, right? So um, Jesus is challenging that kind of mentality. It's like, where, where is God in this? Where is spirit? Where is the, the essence of who we are as people who seek to follow in the way? And, um, and that's where Jesus says, like, yeah, you're going, you're going to, you're going to quote the elders, you're going to quote the tradition. Well, I'm going to quote the elders in the tradition too, but right. guess what? Who guess who it's going to be? It's going to be <laughs> Isaiah. It's going to be Amos. It's going to be Micah. It's going to be Hosea. You know, right? And he's like, I know the tradition too. You know, and here's what it tells me, right? It's about the human heart and our connection to God, and um, all y'all's rules. Like, you know, I'm not saying you don't have to follow them. But don't come here and tell me and my disciples what is right. You know, it's kind of right. like that, right? And, right. and, and, yeah. there. and don't lose the forest through the trees, right? So it's like, yeah. um, you know, they get so caught up. And this is so Episcopalian, right? I mean, people get so caught up in the, the way we do things, how we do things, you know, when we do things, what colors, what, you know, nicks and knacks we use and all that kind of stuff. And it's just... It, it can really um, miss, uh, you, you're going to miss the whole thing. You know what I mean? Um, the parade's going to come through town and you're so busy uh, trying to figure out the best way to do it, you're going to miss the whole parade. And, um, and I think that's what Jesus is saying here too. Like you're saying, you know, that it's the essence, the spirit, the, the intent, right? Of the kind of the intent of the law and uh, rather than just the law itself. And, and, and forgetting like why these 
why these commandments were came into being in the first place, right? Um, not to make us become rule keepers, but to help shape us, right? Shape us for compassion, shape us for inclusion, shape us for, for making sure that we're looking not only toward the bottom inside, but from the perspective of the bottom, you know, of society. And, um, and when we just focus on the doing those things and not being shaped for these other activities, uh, we miss the whole thing altogether. And, and yeah, and I think just so people don't get the, the wrong impression, you know, we're not saying throughout the prayer book, throughout the rubrics, but we're saying when we are doing something, let's make sure that we understand why we are doing them and what, um, what purpose do they serve in the greater picture of, of, of our purpose, right? Of being, of, of, of being in communion with God and seeking to follow Jesus, right? right. And so, right. Um, you know, I love the ritual of the church. I love the liturgy, you know, and I want to make sure that, um, that, I, that it's in alignment with who we are and in, in are moving towards our formation and in our faith, right? If, if, the, if the rules become more important than the actual relationship that we have with each other and with God, then, then they've lost their, their purpose, you know? And so right. um, that's what Jesus is getting at here. Um, what are the things that we do that defile, that hurt, that harm? Um, you know, and um, it, it makes me think about something that, you know, my mom, you know, has, has, has said, you know, she's sort of like the, the prayer warrior of the family, of the, of the Garcia family. Um, and, you know, and it sounds kind of funny, but there's, there's, a, there's a purpose to it. You know, um, she, she said that I don't have, I don't have religion. I have relation. And so mm -hmm. if you think about it, right, because um, she's, she's speaking to this, you know, I, I seek, I don't seek religion. I don't seek some set of rules and doctrines and some institution. I seek it to be in an encounter with, with the divine, with God, you know, and to see myself connected, um, you know, with Christ, you know, and following in that way. And um, so there's something to that. And I think that's what Jesus is saying, right? You abandon the commandment of God and hold the human tradition. It's when the tradition um, trumps the relationship that we are seeking um, with God. And part of right. key to that relationship with God is our relationship with each other and with the world around us and how we are being witnesses to, um, you know, the call of, of compassion, of justice, of, of the greater good. Right. Yeah, and I, I love what your mom said, and I love that saying, and, um, and I, I think, too, uh, I love it because the two don't have to be mutually exclusive, right. you know, I'm seeking relation, and I'm seeking religion to help me in its best form, right, when it's at its best, to help religion. me be in relationship with That's God, true. and I, uh, it makes me think of my own journey, I didn't grow up in the church, I imagine what you're what your mom is saying is comes from her own experience, right? And in the church and stuff. And my, I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't get baptized till I was 27. And um, it, uh, I had that, it was all about that relationship, right? Uh, and at best, you know, maybe in my early until I was eight, we went to a Unitarian 
fellowship. And, and then after that, it was just like a kind of a mishmash of this, you know, cosmic and that world religion and that and everything, which was wonderful on the one hand. But on the other hand, I needed something to give me a narrative shape. You know right. what I mean? I needed narrative shape to my, to my experience and to my story. And uh, that's what drew me to Christianity. Um, and I could have probably gone to any, you know, um, like decent narrative, you know, kind of religious narrative. Uh, but it was because of the relationships that I had that I ended up not only becoming Christian, but Episcopalian relationships that I developed with someone I used to play softball, Gary Cummins, you know that. And uh, what, you know, years before I uh, became a Christian. So, um, but yeah, so it just made me think of that, how, um, you know, that what Jesus is not condemning the thing outright, you know what I mean? The, all the practices and outright, it's just how they're not, they're being misused right now. They're being mishandled. Yeah, and they're being weaponized, exactly. And that's when they're at their worst. And when they're at their kind of middle worst is just when they're, when, when people are just checking boxes, right? And, you know, like, like get my baptism done, get my quinceanera done, get my first communion, okay. get my confirmation, unless those are somehow shaping you, right? Um, for your relationship with God and others, then they're really just, it's not, you know, there's no, there's no there there. So, um, and they're just, they're a distraction at best. And they're, like you said, they're weapons at worst. So, and, and so, I mean, I think, you know, from our perspective in terms of, you know, where's the liberation in this, I think when there's a misalignment of those things, right, between the re religion and relation or relationship, um, you know, then we are not on the pathway to, you know, to liberation, right? Because right. Um, we're, we're, we're not um, expressing ourselves and, and, and the, our actions do not match, um, you know, the, the essence of, of, of the faith, you know? And That's right, because it was, our faith was designed for, to, to uh, you know, to kind of elicit liberation, to lift up liberation, to identify liberative movement, you know, kind of a kind of activity. And so if that's not happening, you know, something's gone, you know, uh, sideways. So um, that should be kind of like the check, right? Like how, that's the meter. Uh, if, if the liberation meters are not flashing, uh, go take another look at that piece of scripture or go redo your ministry or go, you know, work on your sermon a little bit more because that meter needs to flash. So, yeah, I have a good sentence here from our friend uh, Gustavo Gutierrez, who I often right on. draw from. Um, about this scripture and he says he sums it up pretty good I think he says if faith in God is not expressed in loving gestures toward others it is devoid of content yeah he said right. there's no there there you know uh, yeah. and so that I think is where Jesus is really coming from here and you know there there's an important point here right that Jesus then um, looks away from the religious authorities that were kind of harping on him and the disciples and he says he addresses the crowd right so again right. there's a crowd and he's teaching he's organizing and he says listen to me all of you and understand this very clearly and that's where he gives this teaching about the the human heart right um right i hope that people don't see this list and think of it in terms of like oh my god we're just terrible people like i'm just a bad person am i always like you know that 
right. that, that that frame of like we're you know we're just sinners in the hands of an angry god you know we can mm -hmm. do um you know we're just wretched um it, i think i want to invite us to also think about these things from a, a structural perspective you know not just a personal perspective right think That's about right. um you know this list of theft, societal murder, right yeah especially things like theft murder avarice wickedness deceit you know um, and think and, about and well, let me mount a defense for fornication here, which you did <laughs> earlier, uh, and you pointed out in in that, especially in that social context, because fornication, <laughs> the because well, because the the the, uh, the Greek here, as you pointed out, is you know the root is porn, and so and which so I, it, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's pointing to something else beyond you know having sex with you know your loved one so uh that's not what is being uh, that is not the evil thing that flows from the heart right but it's when it when it becomes um you know like uh it turns into you know pornography and exploitation and trafficking and all that kind of stuff yes. you know that's when it becomes you know that so i'm mounting an active defense for fornication I think Jesus would agree with me. So I'm sorry. If well, this may be the last time that you listen to this podcast. But <laughs> and how, how bad, obviously, um, how many lives have been hurt because of that, of, of an, right. a certain interpretation of this word. That's right. Where, you know, we've been taught that, you know, sexuality is, 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 is sinful, you know? Right. Um, and, you know, that it's only for the purposes of procreation. Um, and not for you know human expression and joy in the context of like you said of a loving consensual relationship right that's right um, and so yeah i mean this is this was really kind of like you know looking at that interlinear greek that that word is is porn por, ai like you know a porn with the e i a i and the trans the the, the transliteration or the tra other translation given is prostitutions um, so that's a more fitting word because then there's a power relationship, right? Again, right? In prostitution, there's a power relationship. There's a system. There is um, um, harm being done, and it's a different thing altogether. I'm, I'm going to let your biblical Greek uh, professor know that you referred to Greek for the first time in this podcast, and it happened to be porn AI. Yes, so sure. just, the one Greek word, yes. The one Greek word that he's learned so far, so. All right. <laughs> Well, friends, on that very bizarre note, uh, we're going to bring this to an end. Uh, hopefully, uh, with a couple giggles, you, you've discovered some, clearly the obvious liberation here of, uh, as Francisco's mom summed it up so well, that what we're after is relation and not religion. Um, and religion can aid that process. And so uh, we hope you, that you'll take these uh, nuggets of liberative wisdom and apply them wherever needed. Go plant those seeds. Right. This world needs these right now. And um, so hope you can be a part of that. We're, you can find us here on Facebook and Instagram. Please like us or follow us and share with your friends. And you can find us on podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, it just uh, love it that. sends. Yeah, we love that. And, it, and we'd love for you to engage uh, wherever you, uh, you know, uh, through comments and stuff. Uh, let us know what you think. So, but we hope, um, we hope here at Liberation Lectionary, you can, uh, you can find a, a source of, like that old hymn says, good religion, right? Have you got good religion? Certainly, Lord. We've taken the streets and good yeah. religion and good relation. You can do That's them right. both.
that's a new verse for our next uh, action. So have you got good relation? So you, we're going to attribute it to your mom. That's right. Well, until next week, friends, uh, take care. Peace. <laughs>